This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel. Whoa, that's loud. <laughs> First Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. I'll turn your volume down a little bit here. All regular right. weekly. I like that. Regular weekly. Yeah. Regular weekly Aikido podcast. It's regular. It, and weekly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely weekly. Yeah, this is very um, <laughs> observational humor, like kind of podcast here. We're just like, <laughs> it's weekly. Uh, hey, yes, hey, <laughs> we said some stuff. <laughs> All right, we're here. We're gonna actually talk about some Aikido stuff. I hope so. so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, so last week we were joking. I someone brought up Kokute, and then I was like, oh, next podcast. And now I think we really should talk about it because um, we follow through. Yeah, that's what we do. No, because I think that it is a thing that exists, um, and it, at least for me, I feel like it was n- not like a, a huge part of training when I started, but it definitely was something that I feel like once I understood it, um, or and and not just kokute, but like the the physical expression of the thing that we call kokyu. I feel like once I got that, the it, artist the, formerly it was, known uh, as Kokyu, the, it was it. I got a lot out of uh, of it, and and being able to understand the the sort of uh, body alignment things and 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 technique wise, I think it really added something. Um, it added something in terms of connection to other people. Um, so I think it's something that is out there, and I think people probably hear it, the the term a lot. They probably see it, even if they don't know what it is. Um, and so I thought maybe we could just talk about it and, you know, what it is, why, if it exists other places. And, and I assume it's not just in Aikido that we see this thing, but in other martial arts and, um, Yeah. What it is and why it's so helpful for you. It's funny. It's a really hard thing to kind of, if someone has no idea what it is, it's hard to point at what it is, you know. Um, But so I think we're going to start off talking about um, what we call kokyute at the school, which is the hand of kokyu. Um, And uh, I don't know if anyone else calls it kokyute. Um, So I um, just heard um, express kokyu. That's what I heard a lot. And this that's really weird because who knows what that means, you know? Um, and, and so, like, uh, the way we used to tell a kid to do it was to uh, pretend like you had a jar and you were twisting the lid off the jar. And when your hand's in the twisted lid off position, then that's kokyu, you know? And, and I don't know if you've done Aikido. Yeah. You don't have to look very far until you've seen a bunch of people expressing kokyu yeah. with their hand like that. It's essentially like pinky forearm side out. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you roll your hand like you were turning the lid on a jar, and and your pinky comes forward, and and the rest of your arm kind of makes this alignment. And it's also the same. We see it a lot. It's also the same sort of alignment that you use when you go into a forward roll, for example. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah it's the exact <laughs> you know, same. That thing. like curve. Uh, so it it, yeah. it is something that we see a lot. It it you know uh, in the sort of more whatever traditional stance that's. That's the what 
the stance oh, that yeah. they're in, right? Yeah, so if, like if it, we, there was a especially if you like, look at like uh, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at like um, Iwama style or um, Yoshinkan, uh, you'll see that commonly that expression of kokyu um, with the hands in front of the body like that. Um, and in, in the Iwama style, you know, like everything is it, it's super emphasized. You know, like look at you know any Iwama practitioner's. Um, books and you will see that kokyu expressed i mean really intensely it's, right. it's super there you know and i think you could see it uh i mean yeah it's everywhere i know in um uh the uh tsuari waza riotidori kokyuho the the sort of seated um double-handed grab thing that a lot of people probably do uh, it's there i mean it's that is it that's the whole that's right. the, that's whole, the whole, thing. Right. The yeah. whole thing the whole thing um and so if you've seen pictures of that that pin that's what we're talking right. about. right yeah yeah, yeah yeah maybe for a second like i don't want to make detract the whole conversation to be about this but like so if it's expressing if your teachers would call that expressing kokyu then what exactly are we expressing like so we're making a physical version of something so like what what are the roots of koki like what what are they trying to get at when they're saying that beyond just the physical part of it i know that's like a broad question but. yeah no it's it's a i think it's a great question and and it's a question i think we've hit this on the podcast before basically this idea but yeah. like but um, for people that maybe no, no, don't no, I'm go. not yeah. saying we shouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, well, yeah. you know, yeah. if you've heard us talk about it before, it's we, okay. We're gonna talk about yeah, it again. We, we talk about um, things a lot. But uh, um, it's it's interesting because it, so actually, I just I just literally seconds ago read it. This little phrase or this little section in um, Aikido Pioneers Pre War Era Stanley Prannon. Um and there's in a ways a um, little thing in the beginning there and that's um, Yoshiba's nephew and I read it right now because we were talking about Kokyu and I was like oh what did he have to say about Kokyu and and something he calls Iki um, and like he says that like uh, someone had said hey you have really cool Kokyu that's very unique um, would you show me how you do your Kokyu and then he uh, in a way said um, uh, you know I don't use Kokyu. I use Iki, and um, and he told Yoshiba in a way, since I told Yoshiba, his uncle, um, that uh, that um, Koku really is nothing because um, we start breathing the second we're babies, and so um, it's nothing. Everyone has Koku, um, but Iki, which he makes a connection to being a part of Masubi, is actually more important. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of weird shit I just <laughs> yeah, said, right? All right. <laughs> So, but like, uh, there's this thing, like, so I think kokyu is super, the, the use of the word kokyu, is super, super um, uh, abstract in nature and very vague, yeah. vague, very it's vague. Whatever you need it to be at that time. Uh, yeah, and, and I totally yeah. think that's the way Aikido practitioners, and that's why it's really hard to figure out. And and so in our school, I use kokyu to mean something very specific, and I want everyone to get what kokyu is. And, and whether that's what everyone else agrees with or not in the Aikido world, like at least when we say Aikido, this is the thing we're talking right. about. So yeah, you can yeah, nail yeah. the word down, right? right? Um, and that doesn't mean anyone else's definition's wrong. And mm-hmm. I, in fact, I think it's so vague that it probably is right, actually. But mm-hmm. but this is what we mean. Um, and so what we mean by kokyu and, and why it alludes to breath or breath alludes to kokyu is that because kokyu in Japanese, it's an old word for breathing, literally. Is that something that's used in 
like modern Japanese no, conversation? No, out of modern okay. Japanese. In fact, like I've talked to modern Japanese practitioners and they're like, um, they like is oh, I've never heard the yeah. word before, you know? And so, so it's like an ancient, not ancient, but I like... Mean, uh, I think it's the equivalent of saying, you know, like um, uh, kowtow, right? So, <laughs> you know, that is an English word. Um, we don't use that word. Yeah. It's totally fallen out. Right. You know, like my grandma yeah. said that, so I know the word. But it, right. no one out says of that. Common yeah. vernacular. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same kind of we, thing. We with say it all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyways, but like you know, there's words like that that are just like weird, weird words yeah. that you know popped up from somewhere. And no one uses it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think kolki is one of those kinds of words, and it literally means breathing. And so, what is that referencing? And and I believe it's referencing a natural state. Um, and, and, you know, that's another loaded mm-hmm. word, of right. course, because Natural's what the fuck's a, a natural totally loaded state, word. right? But, but I mean, natural in a sense of being calm and ready in an ideally natural way, mm-hmm. like an ideally natural way, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, um, if you imagine what like a cat is like, I think cats exhibit kokyu all the time. Right, right. Like when they're relaxing, they still have kokyu, like they're right. still on, but they're also completely relaxing. Relaxed, There's right. nothing weird about that, you know, like they're, they're alert, but relaxed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, that state is what in our dojo we refer to as kokyu. Um, and so anytime we're referencing something with kokyu, we're saying it has that ideal kind of natural quality, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and breathing has that, right? So, like, you know, breathing, of course, could be forced, like, <gasps> right. could be forced. But generally, <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, in case you guys at home didn't know. Didn't, what, didn't know what breathing is. Like. <laughs> um, but, you know, so, like... Uh, um, it, that's what um, it, it it could be forced, but generally breathing is a natural yeah. thing that you don't even think about. It. It's just very natural to you. So um, whenever we reference that, so like I believe a kokyunage is a throw that's done in a way that has a very natural condition to it, right? It doesn't look forced. It doesn't look, it just looks like, oh, that just came off. Right. You know, it's, a, it's a kokyunage. So any technique that you did could be a kokyunage if it comes okay. off in that way? Well, all right. So this is a good question. All right. And and I believe the way Saito Sensei uses that word, that is exactly how he uses it. Right. Any word, any throw that comes off in a natural, awesome way is a kokyunage. And, and, and that's proofed in the fact that he's named a bazillion things kokyunage, you know, like, and it's kind of become this catchphrase for anything that we don't know what it is. You know, my teacher used to joke that, you know, in Iwama Dojo, if you didn't know what it was called, it was called kokyunage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's definitely the way he used it. We reference a kokyunage as being a specific form of a throw, right. which is a side-by-side throw. Um, where you're both looking the same direction, and one person is making irimi with the lower half of their body uh, behind, and irimi with the upper half of their body in front, right? And so it's not really irimi, but but that entering in, you know, and it cuts them in half basically. And so that's what we call a kokinage. And that throw, if you do it right, that throw always comes off really natural, right. you know, like it, yeah. it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't look like throwing someone down to the ground. And if you um, pause it mid thrower in in the middle of the setup there is a depending on the grab there is a moment where you would be expressing kokyu with your body in a way that that is visible yeah right when, like so w- the, one of the things when i was learning the technique that was an important part of it was like when they're grabbing you as like with the uh, morote doi for example expressing that kokyu right. Right. Um, allows you to, you know, do a bunch of things, but that's the part of the technique built. And this is mm-hmm. why I, for a while, 
think think and thought that it's called uh, kokunage is because that's an important part of it is is getting yourself into that Koku position state. koku state uh physically Right, yeah. yeah. And I that's probably that's no exactly coincidence right. that the Moro, Morotadori um, Kokunage is like the, the iconic Kokunage. Right. Yeah. 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 That thing has Kokyu, uh, Kokyute, anyways, through mm-hmm. it, through and through. You right, know? right. And when it comes off right, it looks very calm and chill. You know? mm-hmm. So it seems like with the idea of Kokyu, like there's, like anything else in Aikido, it seems like <laughs> there's these layers, you know, um, where it's like this vague kind of overarching term like um that is this idea of coke you know the idea of coke rather than any kind of physical manifestation of what that looks like and it's this idea that we use to kind of label a state of being or you know right that kind of thing right. and then there's like the physical various ways that you can Man- manifest that physically yeah. right and then there's the more even literal even more like literally physical way that you can label that and that would be kokute which is like an obvious way that you can show kokyu right. um, that, you know, you can really put your finger on that. Yeah. Where there are definitely other physical ways that you could do it, but kokyute is a really easy way to, to show that. I, I think, too, like in the Iwama system, um, that like when people are expressing kokyute so strongly, they're trying to remind themselves to have the quality oh, of kokyu yeah, yeah. by physically yeah. turning it on with yeah, their yeah. hands, you know? I well, definitely So that was a good that. point because yeah. I, I think that that's one of the, the, the easiest, simplest ways – uh, for a beginner to get them to understand connection with someone is uh, when someone grabs them to put life in their hand and then express that coku into the other person. Right. And that's and that instantly gives you a connection, whether you, like, just by virtue of, of uh, the alignment of bodies, I guess, um, gives you a, an instant connection with the other person, right. you know? And the, what you just said right now is explicit, explicitly stated by Yoshiba in Budo that, like, that is what you should do. You should put life into your hand and reach into, you know, I don't remember exactly the words I'm right. paraphrasing, but to reach into the other person with that connection, you know? That quote that you mentioned earlier um, uh, from Yoshiba, was it nephew? Was it his mm-hmm. nephew? Yeah. Anyway. Um, him saying that, oh, um, I, you know, Kokyu, everybody has that, but I do this other thing instead that involves, you know, more like a connection Masubi. I wonder if that was the, the distinction that he was making was just a uh, distinction of words rather than a distinction of concepts, because it sounds like what we're describing right now is exactly what he would say that thing is, which is creating a Masubi of sorts via that Let's see, expression. Let's see, special and unique. It's right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it sounds like a thing that happens a lot these days, which is like, well, but I have a special word for that. And what we do is different. And it's like, well, it's the same concept. You're just putting a different word so, on it. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Is that so let's say that physical expression of Kokyu that, that we that you can see as in alignment of sorts that, that people are doing. Is that something that, you, that we find in other martial arts that you see in other yeah, and it's it's really interesting because um, if you look at general martial arts, right, particularly if you look at, like, blade systems, um, stick systems, blade systems, specifically knife systems, you'll see this a lot. Like, um, people, whether they're doing, I mean, I, I'm not saying these people are Aikido practitioners at all, but people handling knives are often using the kokute position. Right, right, right. They, um, they look similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if you yeah, just yeah. look at pictures, you'll see yeah. it and you'll go, oh, he's doing kokute. And, like, and he's not saying that. But like, sure. And the reason is because it um, does a lot of really good stuff um, like all at once. So 
So on a really basic level, um, it keeps you from locking your elbow out, which is really good. So if your elbow's super locked out, you, you lose access to a lot of the strength in your muscles and ligaments because it's totally locked out. If you lock your arm out and express colcutane, you'll see that your wrist hurts and doesn't feel good. And then if you let your elbow bend, it will all of a sudden feel better. So it's literally so, forcing you to kind of not lock out and freak out. Right, right. In your joints. The second you do that, yeah. then you you will put a little bit of a bend in your elbow. And it's just about the right bend, right? Meaning that like, if you've done many different martial arts, you'll, you'll almost always come across someone struggling to explain to you that your arm should be out strong, but not locked. Right. You know, like right. you hear yeah. this. And so Kulky just does that. And, the, Is and, that something... and it's a natural, yeah. like once you find it, it's the most natural feeling yep. position for you to get into. That's right. I, I feel like anyway. For untrained yeah. people, is that a common thing that they'll lock, lock oh, out yeah. their super, super joints common. and stuff? Especially if you say like, you know, push your arm out, or, you know, mm-hmm. force your arm out. It's like they'll lock their elbow and, and it's just, it's a dangerous position for the arm and you lose a lot of strength in the arm. The arm's not as strong as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, for a couple things, it's good because you get an alignment in the bones. But like other than that, it's, it's really not that great. So it does that immediately. Um, it presents the outside of your forearm. So yeah. this is huge. Like uh, yeah. if you've done any blade stuff, you're likely going to get cut um, because a knife's fast and sharp and moving around. And so what you're always trying to do is minimize the damage that the cutting is going to do. So I want to move my hands around my body, my arms around my body in a way that keeps me from getting cut anywhere severely. Now by putting the outside of my forearm, out there, or like the edge, the, edge, say, the, the bladed, edge. the yeah. bladed part, yeah, the blade of my form. Then, um, if that part gets cut, that's least likely to cause damage to me, right? Um, and and so that's very useful when you do that, is because um, you're less likely to get cut in a severe way. So it does that, which is really really nice. It also um, expands the width of your wrist. So have someone grab you, um, just huh. in a normal position, and then all of a sudden spread your fingers, right, and right, yes, you. Yes, yes, you are yes. suddenly harder to hold on to. Right? True. So, and that is also the beginning of one of the main hadoki, which is to pop the, the forearm free of the grip, um, is to express koku. So if you express koku, you suddenly make your wrist a little bit thicker and you line up your hand with their grip in a way that you're more likely to pop free. And that's not a guaranteed escape, but it does a lot to weaken. A lot. Right? A lot. A yeah. lot. Yes, well, and you can also use it, you can use it to also lock up into the other person exactly as well, right? right? Mm-hmm. If, you're, exactly if, right. if you're using it, and that goes back sort of to that connection, but you can actually find a connection into the other person and, and you know, that's lock it all the way up into their shoulder yeah. or, you know, you, take you, them off balance. You can use and, it to apply any of the, the wrist stuff or yonkyo or any of that stuff. You can use the same basic aligning of the forearms um, to do that. And then once you get familiar with that in your own body, I use it all the time when I'm grabbing someone else, not... I am not using the kolkyu necessarily, the kolkyte myself necessarily, but what I'm doing is I'm feeling through their forearm connection and I can lock their joints out by connecting to their forearm, right? So I don't know how to say this, but like I can put the flat part of my hand on the wide part of their forearm and I can turn and control their arm a lot from that. So um, it's like an anti kokute Well, it, what it is is just because I'm so used to how my forearm bones slide over that uh-huh. when I grab someone else, you I can, instantly right. understand how their forearm It's works. like yeah. reverse engineering the Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a better way process. to say it. Yeah, yeah, reverse engineering. And so like when you start to get that ability, that's when you get those like eerily strong sankyos and stuff 
stuff, you know? Like, at one point, I remember telling Michael, I was like, I think I could rip someone's fucking wrist off, you know? Like, I mean, it, it really just, like, it's like, Deadly. whoa, it's very powerful. Like, and, you know, I mean, it, it's, as far as martial things go, I'd way rather shoot someone. Right. It's way stronger than someone's. a song right, 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 But But what I'm saying is, like, you get this kind of ability that it's like, I understand how your, your arm's built. And yeah. so it's easier to, like, get into that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so all that stuff comes from Kolkite practice. Right. And I'm sure that, that that's why it's something that's so central in Aikido practices, even the, like, unarmed Aikido practices where people don't really do much with weapons is that, like, we focus so much on hands and arms probably because at some point we were doing stuff with weapons in our hands that now whether or not you have those weapons in your hands, that's still, like, a central part of of Aikido, you know? Yeah, yeah. Man, did we, we didn't do, I thought about this. What? Uh, I want to do an episode at some point on um, the uh, right the, the fairy tale of uh, transitioning armed to unarmed martial arts. Oh, did, I, we, did we talk did, about that? I don't think that we really, no, I don't think we did. Because I remember us sort of talking about it. Uh, we sort of talked about it when we were talking about unarmed martial arts. Yeah, right, right. right. But I don't, I don't think we hit it uh, really um, deeply. Yeah. But, I do want I mean, to talk about this, but, but you saying that kind of reminded me of it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's so funny to say because I think what you're saying is really valid in the context of Aikido, the practice mm-hmm. unto itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an important thing to talk about is like there's there's the Aikido practice unto itself, which is just like Aikido people getting together doing Aikido and your quote unquote unarmed stuff mm-hmm. is great. But it's like that stuff's really not that practical outside of doing just an Aikido practice. You know what yeah. I mean? That goes um, back to the question, why are you why are you studying Aikido? You know, to, right. to, to practice it or right. to get to a point where you can right. defend yourself or right, whatever. Right, 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 right. And, and, you know, the things that you learn in that are useful, but they're useful for disarming people. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they're actually right, right. outside of Aikido mm-hmm. useful for. Mm-hmm. But practicing them, quote, unquote, unarmed in an Aikido dojo, mm-hmm. you do get better at them from practicing Kokute, you know? Right, like, yeah. They're on the same track or something, but they're not quite exactly yeah. the same. Hard to put words to that, yeah. <laughs> that idea. Um, are there other... Any other concepts in, like, commonly in Aikido schools, um, like kokyute, which is, like, another description of the body, the body expressing kokyu in some way? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Like, like you know, is there a kokyute for your legs? <laughs> or is there, like, a kokyute well, right. for, you I know mean, what I mean? You know right, no, I think, yeah. Just a kokyu. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. I, well, and I think, yeah. You're saying that, that is there a kokyu ashi or like kokyu well, kubi? Well, are or? there right, other yeah. are there other physical expressions of things that we have, or is this the only real? So I think that's where we start. Like I think that's you know like you can start talking to people about kokyu um, with kokyu te, mm-hmm. um, but but the truth is, and, and this is what um, uh, in a way was trying to get at. I think in that little thing I was talking about, which is like. Kokyu is the way you use your body, right? Right. right. And it's just you existing in the world. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, um, you want, of course, the best kokyu you can have. And that's what the guy was saying, like, hey, your kokyu is good. I want your kokyu. And then mm-hmm. he made it, you know, about a word. But, but um, like, that is – the way you hold yourself should be this natural alert state. You mm-hmm. know, like, I uh, saw something what, – what's that guy's name? Uh, Jordan – Peterson? Jordan Peterson, yeah. And he was talking about uh, lobsters and um, uh, that, like, the the uh, 
nervous system of lobsters, like defeated lobsters, like are kind of like in little curled up balls, Aww. and like uh, successful lobsters um, have saying. are really straight, you know. And <laughs> and, and he was just saying lobster. that that's kind of uh, you know with um, with all things with similar nervous systems, like when we stand up straight, you know, we are we, more dominant, right? We are more dominant. We mm-hmm. feel that way inside. It's too, the Wonder you know? Woman pose, right? Yeah, Is that the Wonder like. If, like yeah, no, they they did a study, and if you you know stand in the Wonder Woman pose before you yeah. have to mm-hmm. go into a big oh yeah, like, yeah I read whatever, that thing yeah then uh, then you're ready to go you yeah know? like they yeah. were saying like before you do a job interview yeah. go in the bathroom and, and put your hands right, over right, your right, head right. and like yeah, yeah like I'm yeah. a champion you know yeah um, and I did that and it it's true yeah you do, you do go like yeah I'm pretty <laughs> I'm feeling I'm pretty good you look at yourself and you're like boss <laughs> yeah that's champ right. I mean in all fairness I feel that way all all the time. But, it's, um, because nice. it's because of your coke you. It's because of your coke But it's like that um, body thing is a, it's a way to get coke you yeah. overall. You yeah. know? And, and then it, it just travels up, you know, like so yeah. you can do it with your hand, then you can do it with your body, and then you can do it with your mind and you know, like it's funny in martial arts how you have to often retrain people or untrain or retrain, depending on how you want to phrase it, people to use their bodies in like a relaxed, natural way. Um I noticed this a lot, so I've done a lot of singing like chorus singing in my life and like one of the things that they like to harp on is breathing correctly Mm -hmm. um, and breathing from your belly rather than like breathing up in your chest Mm -hmm. Um, and they do a lot of little exercises where you you know you put your hand on your belly and you make sure you can feel when you're breathing that you you suck a nice deep breath in through your stomach and you know make sure that you're breathing like a baby essentially because that's how Mm. babies breathe Um, and it's, it's funny that like that that has to be retrained into people you know um, even though it's such a natural thing that babies do it. And I think martial arts is a lot similar to that, which is we have to kind of, we get people coming in that are doing all kinds of weird shit that they've developed through life for whatever reason and having to like strip that all away and go, how would your natural body do this right. thing? You know, how would, you know, how would a baby do this yeah. essentially? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think with bringing up that, you're really hitting on the key mm-hmm. of kokyu, which is it starts with right. your breath really, right. you yeah. know? like, yeah. And it's amazing to me, you know, if you're ever freaked out, just take a deep breath and yes. slow your breathing down and you instantly start becoming more with it. Like, it's amazing how it works, you know? And so it makes sense, too, to have that physical reminder of some sort, you know, like putting your hand on your belly as you practice your breathing for singing. Like, that is a physical reminder. You should feel your your belly lift, you know? Right. And the same thing with Kokute, you know, that I have to relax because here are my hands right here, you know? And that's, we talked about this when doing Shionagi, but that's how I remind myself to keep my hands that's in front exactly. of my center, you know? Well, is like I need to see my hands, and I'm ex- always looking at them. that expression. Also, puts that there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's so awesome because you know I was talking about uh, it's the thing that we do when we roll. Get in that position, you and look at yourself, and you can see that you've already begun to um, put yourself in uh, your body in a position that allows you to be. It, that that sphere that di- or you know mm-hmm. it allows you to be um rounded and um like i don't know how else to describe it but yeah, yeah rounded all, yeah you, it, it puts you in that position just by doing that right little so to me it's like i feel like that's it's super important and if you can get it and get into that and we don't train it really like in terms of like we don't have people stand there and right. then walk around right, and right. adjust them or whatever. Mm-hmm. We do some kind of some training sometimes. For, we usually do it with like food or shin training, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Um, which is really, I but I I do think it's important. Like um, and thinking about it now, I'm like mm, maybe it's more important than I've been giving it uh, credit for. But yeah, 
I think Kokute is one of those, or just Kokyu in general, one of those uh, examples of why the circle is such a good symbol for describing right, right. what Aikido is, you know, that just being circular rather than, you know, having too many angled edges or, or angled yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but it's interesting, like, thinking about it now, and I, before this, hadn't given it much thought other than what I presented at the beginning of this, yeah. how um, it is in every single piece of everything that we do yeah yeah well, yeah, it's see it or yes. not. Um, and it can be more pronounced or less pronounced um but it's in everything you're talking shionage it's mm-hmm. totally in shionage you know express kokyu to sort of set that 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 angle that or that the flow or whatever that we're looking for out of them Mm-hmm. We do that by expressing kokyu in ourselves, you know. At one point, you know, so it, it's really hard to track um, the lineages and what um, what was important training at one point. But one of the lineages, the first technique you learned was shihonage, right? And, and by lineages, I'm just saying like Ueshiba for some time period uh-huh. was teaching shihonage as the the key first technique. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, and, and there's a lot of stuff in that, you know, tons of like uh, haragi stuff, like, you know, how you connect right. your hands in your center, um, how you express kokyute, like lots of that, like body alignment stuff's mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. I feel like it's a, uh, you know, it is, a, a, to me, like that expression of it is a body alignment thing. Um, and it is a, the na- it's a natural body alignment. You know, it's, it's like setting your body in the way that it should be set naturally right. as compared to other you know because you see other stances or and, and stuff mm-hmm. and they're just they're wild right like and and definitely not not <laughs> they in, don't feel natural no right they don't feel natural and so this is like setting you into a position that that feels natural and from where you, you know you can move naturally and also begin to connect to the other person i think with like any teaching thing, you have to cut the difference between being too forced or too artificial um, or being too, like, nonchalant about it. And so I feel like that the way that we kind of express kokute or have or do, like, swariwaza, ryotadari, kokyuho, like, cuts the difference between, like, stick to this exact form and, you know, your body has to be at exactly this 15-degree angle or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that's too... Uh, too heavily, what is you know, the controlled. Angle of your right. Elbow at that. Let's get Ver- a protractor. <laughs> you know, versus just like saying like, ah, oh, do whatever. You know, like do whatever comes to you naturally. Because either of those, you are, like, you're losing out on on helping people to kind of get a sense of what is generally right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without like making it too, you know, too prescriptive. Like yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. which is easy to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy just to fall in the, the rut of like. And that's why you see it in a lot of schools where it's just, you know, instantly right. there and they're, you know, training the perfect 20, 30 stance, 50, 50 stance, whatever it is. Weight mm-hmm. And there's a value to that. But at some point, it's like you got to be able to, you know, color outside of the lines, so to speak. Yeah. Um, what is the so so obviously there's the the the. The physical thing and, and, and what it's doing. Um, there's the kokyu, the naturalness. How does that relate? Do you feel like it relates to the masubi part of it? That he, Because I feel like it does also somehow does set you up to begin interacting with someone. Yeah. You know, like if someone grabs me and I, I express kokyu, instantly I'm feeling into them. 
um, instantly I'm beginning to, and I don't, you know, I don't know if that's. I'm sure. I mean, even what's the even before though, even before there's like an actual physical connection between two people, like the way that you present your physical body, like has an effect on what they perceive from you, you know. And so if you are presenting as relaxed but ready, you know, like a, a relaxed, you know, that has a very different effect on a person attacking you versus like overly tense or inattentive or something, you know what I mean? And so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, by virtue of being how you are, you have an effect on anyone who is in any kind of relationship with you. So um, it, it can't help but be connected to Masubi, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, you can't have Masubi without Kokyu. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. You know, so like you, you when you have uh, Kokyu, you're, you're in the state to receive. Yeah. You know, so like you can you can receive stuff because you're awake and alert and paying attention. And if you don't have Kokyu, then it's impossible right. to make Masubi because you, you're shut off from everything, you know. Um, my mom used to always say to my sister and I, it takes two to tango. You know, mm-hmm. whenever we would run to her going, mom, she did this or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she'd always be like well it takes two to tango and that would piss me off mm-hmm. as a kid because i was like yeah but she was the one who right. did that thing she's tangoing more right exactly yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> right i didn't want to tango she just grabbed me and pulled me along but you know what i find myself saying that phrase a lot now as an adult either to myself or to other people because it's like but you play a role whatever that role is you have control over what role you choose to play within that tango you know so right. well and yeah and if you don't have coke you 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 don't you're you're only subject to it right, you know right. you, you can take no part in it because you don't know what's happening you know right and that's not the kind of role you want to play in that in that tango <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah i think i think you know there's there's no separation of masubi and Koki. you have to just can't have masubi really without Koki. yeah it's just I find it really interesting. I hadn't given it a lot of thought until now that the the physical, so you know that there's a physical manifestation of the thing, and uh, and the the and what it is, um, and I never really put the two together in the the way that I am now. In that, like, yeah, the physical manifestation. Uh, drives the thing and vice versa you know yeah yeah so, i can't i wish i could remember the three internal harmonies from shingi right now but it's like the the intent or the will drives the intent the intent drives the action you know and so it's, it's like you know you can't you can't have that cycle without the first part you right know? Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know and that's and that's where all the like the part the non-physical part of aikido comes in you know where people are like let's meditate let's you know, focus on reading people's intent and, you know, paying attention to things and stuff. And that is a hu- just as huge a part of kokyu as, you know, having kokyute is. You sure. Know, or doing a kokyunake. Arguably like, bigger, you know? Like, yeah. I think yeah. stuff like kokyute, is, its main job is really just to, yeah, so the main job of kokyute is to, to start to get you to to work with other things, you know, so to work with your breath and to work with your, you know, like, because mm-hmm. you can focus on something, so you got to calm down and look at this weird hand thing that you're doing. Right. Um, focus that, on a partner. It's like, um, also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's, beginning meditation versus advancement, yeah. you know, like yeah, focus yeah, yeah. on this specific, like focus on your breathing or focus on sounds or something so that you have something concrete to, to focus on. I was listening to this lecture of this guy and he was talking about um, the the advantages of moving meditation versus the advantage of sitting meditation, you know, and, and he was saying like, 
he he can't believe that more people don't practice moving meditation because of all these advantages and listen you know and and to me it was like well that's because most people have a real hard time doing meditation sitting right you know so, so how it's are like, you gonna right, let's, do let's, moving. let's get them to understand right. what meditation is but like you start walking around it's really easy to just like zone out or do all kinds of other things you know right. like so uh so like being able to focus on your hand um and like what's going on with it is an easy way to link up to everything else you know yeah and I think the an important thing to be said about it is that that there has to be some, uh, there has to that it has to come back, right? Um, and you'll get some of this, I think, without uh, being explicitly told. But it can't just be about the physical right. representation right. of it, right? Um, you need that, and and you know, I I personally, once I got that, I feel like. I was really able to come into the art in terms of like me feeling it physically. Um, but I could also see how you could just do that as, as a, as a means to get what you're looking for out of a specific technique or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, at, at a certain and, level, and, you have to shed and that. And miss the, the fact that yeah. it's more right. And miss yeah. the fact that, um, you know, you could get stuck on the fact, well, like, yeah, of course I'm doing this because it's the way that I align my body. And there's probably a million reasons that people will give you why that particular alignment is better than whatever right. other alignment you might have, et cetera, so forth. Missing a larger point. Right. So that there's a lot more going on than just yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that's true of if you're just looking at within, you know, as you climb the Aikido ranks. Like, that's the evolution that you see of people at, after each test they take or during each test. Like, they go from the concrete, you know, can you do a role? Can you, you know, perform this particular technique? You know, do you know what it is? Can you explain the basic of, you know, what kokyu is? Can you explain it to someone? And then moving on to, like, um, you know, doing some kind of jiuwaza or rondori and sensei saying, you know, show more kokyu, you know, show more masu. Like you are expanding beyond just, do you know what this thing is? Can you show it in this really concrete way to now, can you apply it? Can you, um, you know, make it alive? Can you make it your own? You know, because that's what's most important to you, I feel like as a teacher is like, can you make this thing your own in a way that shows your understanding and, you know, m you know, be yourself within right, that, right, you know? Right. If it doesn't have the the life of who you are, then it's unimportant. Then it's, right. you know? then it's not Goku. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Then it ends up, yeah. Then then we get back to having that sort of alignment, that stance that's not natural. Yeah, it's dead. Know, that yeah. it's like, yeah. Um, and you get just bad stuff happening. Just bad, bad, bad stuff. stuff. Bad. Don't, do, don't be bad, you guys. Go to jail. We'll go to jail. That's have bad, dead Goku. Go to jail. <laughs> Um, the Aikido gods are going to send you to jail. Yeah, very yeah. likely. Very That's what likely. happens. Aikido jail. People That's don't like... know that, but that is what happens. Your <laughs> spirit gets taken away when you die. <laughs> locked away in Aikido so you don't want that to happen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's the uh, the kami down of the spirit comes, yes, comes out. Yes, go right there in the, the <laughs> prison one. Ooh, that'd be like good for like, a, like an Aikido horror story, you know, like as an episode of some, you know, um, series yeah. where it's like, the commandant steals the souls or right? whatever. They're yeah. all trapped oh, in there. Like the, the student does some bad stuff. Yeah, they get like, locked behind the doors. Yeah. yeah. That's why Sensei won't open those doors. Right. Right. Because then he lets exactly. all the bad, the yeah. bad yeah. Like yeah. the student like steals something or, you know, does something disrespectful. Then the next day he's gone. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Let's, and then you let's hear him going, ah, oh, 
help. <laughs> help. Help. Help me. Was there, like any, is there anything else on this uh, Kokyu? I think we've Koku said Kute. everything I mean, that can be said about Kokyu. <laughs> the... I think we've, we've killed this one. Uh, no one we probably went uh, longer than uh, <laughs> I, I thought we would, actually. But. Yeah. No, I just think that for me, and especially thinking about it now, this has been an eye-opening episode for me. Um, it's just, it's, it's such an important thing. Um, and it really is in everything we do. And, and I don't know if, I mean, you know, obviously the fact that we're, we're talking about it means that it, it is talked about in the larger Aikido, um, community. But, you know, I just wonder if, um, other people have had the same experiences with it and trying to figure out what it is or even having it explained at all. Um, are there any, uh, you know, factions or schools that don't use the word kokyu that you know of? No, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Because yeah. there's so many. <laughs> right, yeah, true. I mean, but I, I believe it's pretty ubiquitous in Aikido. Right. But, but whether or not you use the word kokyu, there is, these concepts are present in Aikido, Aikido training, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, in some form right. or another, which is. Weird. And also, you know, in, in larger context, too, like I was saying, there's, you know, Right. You, mm-hmm. There is just guess, this thing right, that, right. that we all right. need. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. the, the universal truth about things. Right. And, yeah, and right. So that's why you see people who are doing similar types of things and movements will move and act similarly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if your sensei ever asks you for an exp- or a, uh, example of kokyu or mm. an expression of kokyu on a test, mm. could you do a role as an expression of kokyu? Sure. If you can do, I mean, on my test, you can justify it. You can do it. That's right. right. That's what I would do probably. Too. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Now, back in the day. You could, I mean, maybe you could just stand there if you could justify it. Sure. If you can justify it on my <laughs> test, it's, yeah. If you make me go, oh, oh, all right. Well, all right. You pass. <laughs> all right. That would be a, yeah, that would. That would be fun. A, we should start asking that. For, I'm going to ask some people next next time we get together at class, I'll say. Show me, show me Koku. Let's ask the kids. Sh- show me Koku. Yeah. Show me. Your, <laughs> show, show me your, Koku. Okay. All right. Uh, before we go completely off the rails, uh, I would like to recommend that uh, okay. our our listeners um, try uh, Trader Joe's ginger snaps. Okay. What? Okay. They're delicious. Chris wants some ginger snaps. And if Trader, Trader Joe's would like to send me some ginger snaps, I'll keep talking about how delicious yeah. they are. Ginger snaps. Triple ginger ginger snaps. Huh. They're really good. This episode is sponsored. <laughs> it's not sponsored yet, it's but not, it could right. be. Sponsored, not sponsored. Bye. <laughs> All 400 of our listeners, we right. will recommend they go to Trader Joe's. And get, we'll and make, get, and make get their sales snap. of ginger snaps. Ginger. So I, I feel like that's I, such an old I would thing. like to go out on a limb and them. say oh, so uh-huh. uh, that many of our listeners already shop at Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, Send us, uh, leave a comment. Let us know. All right. Do you shop at Trader Joe's? <laughs> Do you Jones? shop at Trader Joe's? Because I don't, believe... Don't crunch those into the microphone. Um, right now, it's... it's this is this, this is crunching time, This apparently. is crunch time. Okay. Crunch. While you guys crunch, I'm yeah. going to thank go the patrons. Um, thank you so much to Brad V, Spider-Man in San Jose, the Hatchet Man. Oh, I bet they have Trader Joe's in San Jose. Um, the Hatchet Man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben, Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, 
Ocon Ayrton, Jim Sullivan, Marcin Schiss, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Floor Hanowick, Hillary Jones, Konstantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. I wonder why those are out of They're on order, order, right? Okay. Yeah. That was what weird to me too. I was like, why? Usually they're in doing order. This? I don't know, maybe they reformatted this page. Strange. That yeah. really threw me off. Thank you so much, though, to our, yeah. our patrons. You guys make it possible for us to do this podcast and Absolutely. eat Trader Joe's yeah. Trader <laughs> ginger Joe's snaps. So, um, anyway, please leave us uh, comments. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Um, uh, rate us. Rate us. Share us with your Aikido or non-Aikido friends, whatever you need to do. Um, and if you have ideas, things you want to hear about, please send, us, uh, send it our way. Um, I would suggest also checking out the YouTube uh, page. Yeah. For the dojo, we have some good content up there. On um, YouTube, we are Chushin Tani, and we've some new videos just came out finally. And um, yeah, yeah. All right, that's it. We're done. Uh, tip of the week. Oh, tip oh, of yeah. the week. Woo! Don't forget that. Yeah. All I have another triple yeah. ginger ginger snaps. That's tip of the week go uh, to Trader Joe's go to Trader Joe's and get some ginger snaps um, if you don't for those of you that don't like ginger snaps um, if you are not do- I, well I mean I, if you're not doing Aikido right now or you're not able to due to uh, coronavirus um, find ways in your life to practice using your uh, kokyu yeah. um, and whether that's physical or whether that's like just a mental readiness um figure out something to to practice that um you know what would you suggest um in moments especially we spend a lot of time on the computer uh or sitting in chairs find ways to make sure that you're you're not tense that your body that your shoulders aren't raising up to your ears um that you're not like aligned real weird you know like this is so dumb but like the ergonomic shit that they always tell you in you know certain office jobs like pay attention to that um you know, and, and also, you know, move around the way that you interact with the world. Find ways to express that koku. Um, and, Just yeah. get in front of a mirror. <laughs> and if you are training, stance. we're jealous of you. And have fun with that. Because <laughs> we can't really right now. Um, but, yeah. All right. Everyone stay safe and be responsible. We'll be back next and week. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Goodbye.